We got my man Drew in the studio. He's he got good picks too. So I mean, what would you go last UFC event, which was like a month ago now? Well, le- so last year, yeah, when last I was year. picking in your uh, in your group, I was pretty five hundred. I'll be honest, but uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, this year, though, um, there's the one fight night. Uh, last fight night, I can brag. I went eight and three in my picks. Yeah, that's what I, thought. Uh, I, did, that's what I thought. I did good. Yeah, we didn't really watch it, but I mean, we're, we're going to do a thing here. But you guys ready to go? Yeah, let's get rocking. Right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. Today, we got a special guest on here. If you guys have been listening to us, you already know him. We got my man, Drew. How you doing today, Drew? Doing good. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Anytime we get to have a podcast with you, it makes it a special one because I don't have to we do all the talk and we can lean it off on you. Yeah. We only got the one yeah. half of you, but yeah. tonight, guys, we're going to be talking about UFC. We got UFC event. First pay-per-view event of the year coming up and actually going to Brazil for UFC 283. So I think uh, the card, I like the card. To be honest with you guys, I like I the, the card. And I think the environment down in Brazil, first time in Brazil in a long time, I think like two or three years. Uh, I think it's going to be a, an electrifying uh, event here, especially with two main events. We got two title fights. Both guys are from Brazil in the title fights. So we're going we're gonna to see how we think they're going to fare because I think everyone I, everyone in this might have a different opinion on both the fights because, I mean, yeah. they're, they're good fights. So before we get started, I want to talk about how the UFC has announced some bombshell fights for the first quarter of the year. Now, like, I remember last year, a lot of the fights in the beginning of the year were the good ones. Like, Hamza fought, Holloway fought, all those banger fights, the Gaethje one, they were in the beginning of the year. Already in the beginning of the year, we have this card that we're going to talk about. The next card is Islam and Volk, which is going to be, that could either be a, 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 like, record book fight, or we might see another Islam easy victory like he always does. I don't know. But we're going to talk about that in another one. I also like Sandman versus Vera. What do you guys think about that matchup? I think it's, it's going to be a hell First of a all, fight. I love Cheeto. So, I mean, see, it's, it's one of those fights where I love both these fighters. Like, yeah. I love Morano and I love and I love Cheeto. So, it's like I'm split on this one because I know what – Bobby knows I was very high on Moreno this year. Like, I was very impressed with the kid. And he really – ever since he was damn near out the UFC and he came back and he's like, I'm here. I'm a champion. So, um. And same with Cheeto, man. He's man. He's always gonna bring the fight, and I think him and Brandon is they're gonna make a classic. So I I don't know where my heart is right now with this. They ain't fighting. I said Sandman. Oh, you said Sandman, <laughs> my bad. Sandman. Oh, no, shit. I'm talking about that fight real quick. I'm talking about a couple of the fights because we got we got Cheeto versus Sandman coming up. I think it's a crazy fight because Drew, yeah. you know, Sand Sandhagen don't get knocked out, and all Cheeto does is distort your face. So, I mean, I'm excited for that fight. But uh, out of the upcoming fights that we got coming up through, what one are you most excited for? Um, I think Cheeto versus Sanhagen, honestly, because I love both of those guys. Yeah. And uh, I've been high on Cheeto for a while. I thought he'd be fighting for a championship a little bit sooner, but um, obviously he took that step back when he fought Aldo. And he kind of got wrestled the whole time. Yeah. But uh, he's obviously figured out how – He's the best fighter by how he fights now. Like he's almost too patient sometimes, but every time he hits someone now, it's just so devastating. Like you said, Bobby. Yeah. And then Sanhagen, kind of the same thing. He got choked out by Sterling. He was on the rise, but then when he came back from that loss, he was just killing dudes. Like for instance, the flying knee on uh on Frankie Edgar, and there was a couple other ones where he was just starching dudes. But um. Uh, obviously, Sanhagen's uh, taking a couple steps back. Um, the TJ Dillashaw fight was a close one. I thought he, I mean, we might disagree on this, but I thought he actually won that fight. Um, it was close, though, so it could have gone either way. And then, obviously, the fight against Jan. I thought he looked the best he's ever looked against Jan, but Jan was just that good. Yeah. But uh, I think Sanhagen is at that at the top of his uh, performance right now. He's at his peak. I think Cheeto is too. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy fight. Yeah, I, think it's I have Cheeto winning that fight, but I will not be shocked at all if Sanhagen wins that fight just because yeah, they're both unbelievable. I agree with you. I agree with you. Because like Sanhagen, every fight that he's lost has been like a close fight. Every one of them. Yeah. 
Um, Except for the uh, the Aljamain, obviously. Uh, yeah, 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 choked yeah, yeah. Out, but, killed but he's yeah. resurged. He's resurged yeah. since that. Ever I mean, since then, I think he got surprised deep. in that fight, though. To be honest with you, sometimes you know in fights, like some guys get you in the positions, and like when they're that good at those certain positions, especially in like a jujitsu grip or something, you can't get out. Like I think, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, I think he. I think he just got caught real quick, just like you said, Bobby. I think he was yeah. just like, damn, like that was so fast, and uh, I just. I just wasn't prepared for it. Now, Paul, I want to talk about your favorite upcoming fight. We're going to head to London, the O2 Center. They're going back to London, March 18th. We got Usman and Edwards 3. Yeah. There's all this chatter that Edwards, Edwards is going to fight someone different, that Usman wasn't ready. But they signed the fight. They're going to be fighting in London. How excited are you for that fight? Because we already have the same prediction. I know really that. Exciting. See, first of all, like English, like the English are fight fans. So this is great that they're bringing it to the O2, which where that's where Tyson Fury fights a lot. That's where yeah. you see these up these great boxers bring, coming up and fighting. Um now we're bringing you bringing the main this. We're bringing the champ in with it. Yeah. Um I'm kind of hyped about it cuz it's like these two are one and one against each other. This is a grudge match. Like this is this is for it all. Like this is Usman got something to prove like listen, you caught me with a lucky shot and whoop your ass. I agree. But Leon's like listen, you, I'm still gonna give you the same work. Yeah, I, lo- I love this fight, man. I, I honestly think it's do. I didn't think fight. I was gonna like it this much, but I love it. Drew, and it's in your- the O2, like I said, it's gonna be live. What's your prediction for that fight, Drew? I'm going Usman. U- Usman by the third round. Yeah, I, I, I actually yeah, agree with you. I agree with you. Let's see if Drew's not making a uh, unanimous decision here. <laughs> it's it's unanimous. I think Usman wins. I think it's by decision though, uh, but I think he works them all five rounds and he makes sure. Um, uh, he doesn't get caught slipping in yeah. the fifth round. If it does go to the fifth round, I think he's going to be very wrestle heavy because I think he's going to be thinking that in the back of his head. Yeah. Okay, don't be kicked in the head. But um, I mean, Leon. I mean, Usman. To be honest, Usman was dominating uh, yeah. the second fight yeah, too. Yeah. Obviously, up until that last kick yeah. in the corner of Leon. If if people at home haven't seen it yet. The corner work by Leon yeah. Edwards was incredible. They they dubbed some Rocky music on it too. It just made it one of the best videos I've ever seen. Yeah, it was great. It was so sick. Uh, got gets me hype every time. But uh, I think Usman just comes back, kind of like Nunez versus Pena when yeah. Nunez just worked Pena uh, the the second time they fought. I think kind of Usman does yeah. the same thing to uh, Leon and just yeah, dominates him the whole time. I'm just curious but, uh, to see how much of the crowd affects this fight because. You never know, like you, like Paul. You see them English fighters over there when they're fighting like an American coming over. Sometimes yeah, it gets in their head. Especially the guy I don't know, dude, I don't know if you watched any of those kind of like any of those fights there with like Tyson Fury when he was fighting guys at the O2 or Anthony Joshua. Yeah, it's hostile. It's a very hostile spot for Americans when they go in there. And Usman's coming in there. It's gonna get hostile because this is their champion. They love Leon Edwards in in the UK. They love him. They absolutely love him. Like they adore him. He's he's right up there with the Tyson Furies and AJ and um, yeah. Anthony Joshua's. I agree. With so you. Usman's going to go into something he's probably not used to, which is a very very hostile crowd. Yeah, Brits don't care. Brits don't give a shit. Now, I mean, that's not even the biggest fight of the month, though. That's the crazy I know. thing. The biggest fight of the month is probably going to be the biggest fight of the year. It's probably the biggest fight in the last three years. If you're not if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about here, then you've been living under a rock. You're probably a tennis fan. That's it. Like maybe, maybe cricket. <laughs> yeah. you like cricket, maybe. But we got the return of who many believe, including myself, is the MMA goat. We got John Jones coming back to fight Cyril Gain in Vegas on March 4th. Now, I'm very mad about this fight because it should have been two weeks later when I'm in Vegas or three weeks later, it could have been in Brooklyn. We could have went. But anyway, this fight's going to be a banger. Like, the fight card already is phenomenal. They already have reported they're going to put Valentina on the card. They're going to put Amanda Nunes on the card as well. They got Bo Nickel making his debut on the card. The card's going to be absolutely unbelievable with this main event topping it off. Now, we're going to do a whole episode probably just on this fight, and we're going to talk about yeah. it. There's a lot that you could break down with this fight, especially on John Jones' side um, yeah. coming back. But, I mean, early predictions for the fight. What do you guys got? We'll start with you, Drew. Uh, I got Jones. I know he's jumping up to heavyweight. Um, but my biggest thing, we were talking about this before we went live, but uh, if Nganu can take down Gon. Uh, Jones probably won't have an issue taking him down. 
I think he uses his wrestling. Obviously, Jones is one of the smartest, if not the smartest fighter in the UFC. Yeah. And uh, I think he's just going to take him down. Um, do some vicious ground and pound. I don't know if he's going to actually stop Gone, but um, I think it's going to be a five-round decision victory by Jones. He, he's he's super exciting, obviously, and he's that, that's why he's the biggest <coughs> name probably still in the UFC, besides Connor, but Connor's been gone for a while. But uh, – he he does he does fight to a lot of decisions. So I, does he come back and just prove a point though? He's like, hey, I'm the man. And he just destroys him in round one. I don't know, but I think the safe bet and what I'm going to go on is it's just going to be a five rounder dominant victory. Yeah, Paulie, what do you got? I agree. I'm going to go with a five round victory with Jones. Um, he's never been a power puncher, and he's going up to heavyweight. So he's not. I'm not looking for like a knockout from him. I'm looking for him to grind out. Sarah gain and show like I can hang with you guys. The strength, these guys. This, I'm strong enough to be a heavyweight. I'm, I'm probably the most skilled heavyweight here now. Um, I think he's gonna outwork him. Here we're gonna see a lot of uh, groundwork from him. Of course, he's probably gonna throw a lot of leg kicks. They, they throw surreal gain off. Gain, yeah. you know how gain is. He's a bully. He likes to get yeah. in there and get you up against the cage and just work. I think it, that's gonna work in the Jones's favor as well because we are. We all know yeah. how good he is in the clinch. He like like Drew said, he's so smart, man. But we got to see where. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope Jones' head's like, listen, I got to be a little bit safe in this one. I can't go in there in my last two fights. I was lackadaisical. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't interested. He has. I think. I hope his head (laughs) right here. Yeah. I mean, I said he was also high. So I mean, we already know. Like when you see a focus, but you don't know. Like you never know. Like I don't know if he's on anything now or what. I don't know. Uh, if we see a focus John Jones, that dude just demolishes everyone he ever fought. Yeah, that was also like 10 player. years ago when he was 22. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a tough fight for Jones. I feel like this is actually his toughest fight in that division because Cyril Gaines, like him, he's pretty much a bigger him. He's not as good as him in certain yeah. areas, yeah. but he's, he's not great at one area. Like, Francis, he was punching. Jones, I feel like, would have killed Francis, to be honest with you. You got, you know, yeah. Blade, same thing. He's decent at certain things i don't know so I, I feel like if jones comes back and wins this fight easily like i mean he he got nothing to prove i mean just throw him away he should just leave retire take whatever money they gave him because i mean he got nothing to prove like got nothing to no. prove if he wins this fight uh but he's saying already i'm seeing a lot of reports he, he say he thinks he's gonna beat game and then he's gonna fight steve bay and then he doesn't know after that and i actually like that yeah. You know, you beat Why you Gain. Well, remember, you gotta remember, Jones was trying to fight last year. He was trying to fight in the beginning of last no, year. But UFC did not want him to fight anybody but Francis. He wanted to fight Stipe because he thought Stipe was the heavyweight goat, and the UFC did not want it. And it's been a year, so Stipe's been sitting out for a year. Jones <laughs> Jones has been prepping for a whole nother year. But, I mean, I don't know. He got kicked out of his gym. He's been training with different people. I don't know. I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a decision fight. But I wouldn't be surprised either, Drew, if he came in first round. Just, I, I don't think he's going to knock him out. But I wouldn't be surprised if he submitted him in the first round. Yeah. Or even like a TKO where he yeah, covers yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. But I don't think he's going to flatline him. Yeah. So, I mean, as the fight gets closer and we start talking about it, I'm going to break down the odds. I'm going to see what I have on him. Because I like doing them parlays where it's like, Round two, TKO submission Jones. I want to do something like that, plus points. But I, I'm yeah. excited for this fight. I think it's going to be unbelievable. And we have a lot of fights, like I said, coming yeah. up before that that are great. And we're going to get into this card today. So with UFC 283, I keep saying 282. I can't believe it's like so many in a row. I feel like it was just UFC 200 where Jones yeah. got suspended. <laughs> like You know, like it really feels like it was like last year and it was like six years ago. Um, so we guys want to start with the main event or the co-main event? I think I already started with the co-main event, so we All can right, rewind this. Um, <laughs> hey, no, Yo, let's work, let's work up Dave, to that main event. We got though. the champion, um, Davison Figueredo versus the interim champ, Brandon Moreno. It's the fourth time these guys are fighting. Boy, now, I don't know about boy. you guys, but the first fight of this and the third fight of this, you know, first, first and third, were two of the best fights in UFC history. Yeah. The first time these guys fought, I had no idea who either one of them was. And I was yeah. immediately like, yo. They need a- if you don't watch the, you don't watch the Ultimate Fighter? No, I'm not, really, not, really, not, I'm not really a big Ultimate Fighter thing because I feel like they drag it on a lot, the show, to be honest. Uh, but 
But man, I tell you what, like after these guys fought, I'm like, man, they need to put some respect on these little guys because they're, they're they're most entertaining, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, like, I don't think any any other UFC fight has went four times. Am I correct? This is the first one, or was there first one, one before? First one, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's been a couple that were three that were good, but they're they're one one and one, like <laughs> crazy. Uh, now coming into this fight, they were both evenly split to win. Now, Brandon Moreno is a slight favorite at minus 115. Figueredo is minus boy. 105. Uh, yeah. Figueredo has been talking about moving up in weight class. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys. Why not? I don't know if you think that's going to have anything to do you know, with this fight and how the outcome goes. But by, by decision, we got Brandon Moreno plus 210. We got Figueredo plus 250. By KO, we got Figueredo plus 430. Moreno plus 600. Submission plus 550 for Moreno plus 1100 for Figueredo. And we got to talk about tie. What if they tie again? Plus 5,000. Now, I don't know which one of you wants to start this breakdown of this fight, but we're going to dive in because there's not really much we, we need to really like talk about what they do good or bad at. They've seen each other. So I don't know. But we got this right here. We got the stats right here. So if you look at them, I mean, it, this this is irrelevant right here, the matchup stats, because, you yeah. know, they're pretty much the same size. But the thing I want to talk about real quick is how they strike. They're they're literally identical fighters. Yeah, like, they are. It, it's crazy. So we're going to talk about it right now. Drew, what do you think is going to be the biggest outcome for one of these guys to take the, the leap to win this fight? So real quick, I'll do a little – Quick history real quick. So Demetrius Johnson, before these guys, was the flyweight GOAT, and he's one of the GOATs in MMA. I don't think he gets enough respect. He was so good. Yeah, he was so good that he made the rest of the flyweights kind of look like second tier, and it kind of hurt the division because they're already smaller guys. So people are like, oh, we want to see the heavyweights. And I get that, but at the same time, the thing I love about the flyweight division is they never get tired. So they're just killing each other for like five rounds if if it's a championship fight. Three rounds, obviously, if it's not a championship fight. But anyways, Demetrius Johnson goes away. Flyweight division is kind of in trouble. They're like, oh, we're going to get rid of this. Then in comes Figgy, who he's kind of the flyweight that's like, oh, this guy's actually knocking dudes out, where typically in the flyweight division, people don't get knocked out. But he's either knocking people out or he's subbing them. So he's super exciting. I loved him coming up. And I was like, I hope this guy becomes champion. Brandon Moreno, they fight the first time. I knew about him because of the tough, like uh, Paul was talking about. Yeah. At the same time, I wasn't like a huge fan of him. But after the first fight, you had to be a fan of both of the guys. And I was like, as these guys started fighting more and more, I became more of a Moreno fan because he's super, I I like uh, my background is I like the humble fighters. I don't like the guys who talk all the smack. Like Robbie Lawler is probably my favorite fighter of all time. And he don't talk smack, but when he fights, it's like, holy shit, I got to watch this guy fight. But, um, so anyways, I, I became more of a Moreno fan and less of a figgy fan just because, uh, Figgy now is like talking all this stupid stuff. He's so cocky, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm a nightmare to Marino," and it doesn't make sense. How you see a nightmare? You, you're fall, you're fighting him for the fourth time. Obviously, he's not scared. Yeah. With all that said, though, with all that said, and I love Marino, and I can't stand Figgy anymore. I got uh, Figgy by KO, and he's going to win this fight. I got it just because, and this is my reasoning. The last time they fought, Marino got caught with some shots and he was definitely wobbled. And that was the first time I've ever seen that. Cause the first fight he got hit with bombs and he just ate it and kept fighting third fight. He got hit with some bombs again. And you could tell that these were affecting him a lot more. So it's just the way of the warrior, the more you get hit, obviously your, your chin don't get better in time. It gets worse. I think he just gets caught in this fight. I think he gets put to sleep. I don't think it's going to be some, I think it's going to be like a flash KO almost where like he gets hit, is dead on the ground, gets hit maybe one more time, springs back to life. But I think that's the way Figgy wins by KO. That's kind of off the beaten path because a lot of people are like, oh, these guys are so evenly matched. And I do believe that. But I think Figgy retains the title with a KO. I don't want it to happen, but that's just my gut feeling. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I, I see exactly what you're saying. I actually have a couple stats here I did real quick after you, you messed me, Paul, with some of the fight stats that they have. And yeah. I actually put that as a possibility. But we'll let Paul talk about it first. And I want to talk about what the differences were in the first three fights. And, like, you just you just broke it down, though, basically. Like, the chin and how yeah. you caught. 
He broke it down perfectly. And uh, I want to piggyback off the, the fact that he got caught. And I do remember him being wobbly. And yeah. he kind of got saved. Yeah. Um, I do think Brandon knows that, too. I think he knows, like, I need to not take more damage. He's, he's, he's always going to be in your face fighting. He's that type of fighter he is. But he's also really good on the ground, and I think we're gonna we're we're gonna see that out of Brandon. And I think he I think he wins by submission. I say fourth round. Yeah, I I actually had that too. I had uh, Moreno <laughs> submission fourth round, and I, I, we're gonna talk about it a little bit more because the next fight, the main event, is kind of how I see him going. And I'm like, do I think both Brazilians are gonna win? Do I think both Brazilians are gonna lose? So I'm like, all right, which one's more likely to 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 win? I'm like, all right. So I I parlay with both of them in opposite of each other just because like i don't think they're both gonna win and i don't think they're both gonna lose but so in the first fight in the first fight i was looking up they got a draw davidson figueredo won rounds four and five and he absolutely in the in the fifth fight he killed him he killed him in the fifth round he hit he he only outstruck him by four times but he knocked him down two times in that fifth round in that first fight in the third fight in the second fight it was a submission by Moreno in the third one. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between that fight and the first fight was the takedown attempts. In the first in the first fight, Moreno didn't take him down at all. He didn't even attempt it. In the second one, he went two for two. And on the second one, he kept him down. In the first yeah. one, he would have submitted him, but the bell rang. So that was the difference. There was no there was there was no knockdowns from Figueredo in that fight because yeah. Moreno pressured him. He pushed him up against the cage. In the first fight, they kind of let him stand. In the third fight, Moreno got a little bit cocky, and he thought, Mm. all right, I can take him down in the middle of the ring. He got knocked down three times in that fight. He also lost rounds four and five in that fight as well. So Moreno seems like he puts all the pressure on him early, and then he dies out. Because out of two of the three fights, he got dominated in the championship rounds. So... Like you said before, you don't get your chin better in the first fight. So the fact that in the last time they fought, he got knocked down three times, I would not be shocked at all if he got knocked down and got flash knocked out like you're saying there because uh, they're going to throw. It's the fourth fight. These guys are going to want to throw, and I feel like everybody thinks Figueredo's takedown defense isn't that good, yet he actually has a better takedown defense than Moreno does stat-wise. So I feel like... In my eyes, for this fight, it could go either way, but it's in Brazil. Like we know how them guys are. Like there's four other Brazilian fighters in the in, in before them, or three before them in the main card. But like this guy's fighting for the title. He could fight for a two two champ if he wins. So it's like I, I'm not comfortable taking either guy here. That's why I'm taking both. But my main mm-hmm. one, I'm with Paul. I think Moreno's going to get the submission in the fourth round here. Uh, so I mean. We'll see. You know, one, one thing I don't know if you guys noticed in the fights, the leg kicks. The differences in leg kicks from the first fight to the third third fight. Listen to these numbers. It's pretty crazy. And I feel like this is the reason why Figueredo, if he does it again, he might get that knockout. So in the first fight, Figueredo was 10-1 to 1, leg kicks over Moreno. In the second fight, it was 9-4 to 4, Brandon Moreno. In the third fight, it was 27-16. to 16. Davidson Figueredo. So, I mean, it's proven like we talked about before. If you if you have a takedown guy and you hit him with the leg kicks, it's going to slow him down. So I feel like, in, in my opinion, that's going to be the biggest factor. How many leg kicks can Figueredo land to keep Brandon Moreno at bay? You know? Takes uh, away from his power, though, too. Exactly. So if he's hitting him with leg kicks, too, it'll take away from Moreno's power. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, you guys mentioned about uh, uh, Figueredo um, moving up in – and wait, I don't think it has anything to do with him just trying to go up that way. I think he's going to be kind of forced because uh, if you notice in the past, is uh, yeah, yeah. he's having issues making weight. Yeah, so man. I think it's just getting the older he gets, the more he's like, all right. And it's happened to a couple fighters in the past too, but I think he's yeah. just going to be forced to go to 135 just because he's like killing himself to make yeah. 125. I feel like they're only I doing – Yeah. I, feel I think like he'll be only... decent at 135 though. He's good. I mean, like you said, he misses weight. I feel like they're only doing this fight to make the money. I feel like he had. I feel like one one one. I feel like they might have. They might rig the scale a little bit for Figueredo to make it. <laughs> I feel like he might probably had a hard time making the cut, which seems crazier that small. Like and you're little. Like I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, you get older though. He is a chef. Yeah. 
So he probably likes Nikki. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Paul, what do you think the X factor is for this fight? Just that. Um, it, the pressure from Moreno, if if uh, if, figure, if figure he can keep him off him, hit him with those leg kicks and, and, and pick his spot, his shots, that's a big difference like he did in the last fight. Moreno does put the pressure on him. He, and you're right, he does tend to fade towards, towards those championship rounds. Um, I think if Figgy turns around and it, a, a leg kick is like a body shot in, yeah. for boxing, if he just chops at those legs and picks his shots, uh, I mean that that might we might see an early night for, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for my man could. Marino too. So but, I, I mean, don't know. He is, he is a Mexican. We know in that Mexican boxes they don't they, they don't they stop. just go <laughs> they just go yeah. And Marino, he that's that's the one thing about him I did notice he's he does have a Mexican style of fighting. He does. Like as an MMA fighter, I've never seen that unless it was like two guys, like I don't know, somebody unless it was just two guys throwing. You know what I mean? Like for, like Stefan Bonner versus you know guys like that. Yeah, he does bring that, but he's also smart getting down to the ground. So I think the X factor really is um, if Marina can keep his pressure on him, he can win. Yeah, I agree if not, I think he's gonna knock him out. Yeah, I mean it's, it's gonna be an interesting fight. Hopefully, I don't see hopefully, a five round fight. hopefully it at least goes like four rounds. You know, fantastic right. fight. That's yeah, like that's it. That's right. I just don't want to see. I don't want to see another draw. I mean, we already know who the UFC. They'll they'll be like, yo, I don't know who they'll rig this fight for. I really don't. If they do rig it on the cards, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't care either way. Probably probably give it to Marina if they did rig. Yeah. <laughs> I think no more fights after this though, for these two guys. Just yeah. let it go. No, no yeah. fifth fight. Go. I mean, maybe they'll go into the slap boxing. Maybe they'll slap box. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I, I'm excited for that fight, though. Uh, now, the, the main event. This is crazy. We got the co-main event. We got two guys that are champions. In the main event, we got no guys that are champions fighting for the light heavyweight f- belt. Now, the, the last time they these guys, some guys fought for the light heavyweight title, it was such a bad fight that it was a draw. I don't know if it was necessarily a bad fight, but it was a draw that Dana White was like, nah, you guys ain't running it back. We're switching it up. So we got we got Jamal Hill. AKA Sweet Dreams versus the old man Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira is 43 years old. And this dude just like, he got that grown man strength. I mean, like, let's be real. If he didn't make one mistake against Jerry, he should be the champion. Yeah. So he made one mistake. He got mistake, too confident. Right? He got a little bit happy. He thought he was going to win the belt, I think. He was <laughs> going to defend it. And like, he didn't expect Jerry to choke him out like that. But. Do you guys think he can come back and win this fight? He is at home in Brazil. Absolutely. But we got a young, hungry guy in Jamal Hill who's trying to be the first Dana White Contender Series champion. So I Well, it can't go to the cards. They can't bring it to the cards then because – This fight's not going to the cards. cards. Both, these, both huh? these guys pretty much finish fights. So like, yeah, I, I can't see go it going cards. to the, the odds. Now, we got the odds here. We got Jamal Hill as the favorite at minus 132. Crazy thing I thought here was like in both main events the Brazilian guys are the underdogs. I thought that was pretty crazy, so that's why I like like you double them up maybe. Now we got Glover at plus one hundred four. We got to go to decision. Glover plus six hundred. Hill plus nine hundred. By knockout, Sweet Dreams plus one fifteen. Glover plus seven fifty. Submission. We got Glover at plus two forty and Hill at plus twenty eight hundred. Now, Drew, you went first last time. Paul, what do you think about this fight? I'm, I'm going to go out. I changed my pick three times a day on this. I thought you liked him, um, bro. I thought I was your guy. Honestly, I, I, I was saying Glover by a submission. Like, and I said, okay, maybe he can grind out a decision. But now that I think about it, I think Glover might get a little old this fight. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to see Jaleel Hill with a win. He's going to knock him out. He's I mean, hey, oh, he's called Sweet Dreams. He knocked the hell out of Johnny Walker yeah, last fight. Like, he, mm-hmm. his last yeah. fight. Remember, like, he, he smashed his face Fucked in, him dude. Up. Like, he killed I think, him. I think he's like, listen, I think he knows, like, he doesn't want to upset the boss. Let's just say that. I mean, yeah, and, I, I, um, like, I like both these guys. Like, Drew talks I about humble. I love them both. They're both humble good. and respectable for it. So, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of I want to see Hill win because I don't want the old man to be in there anymore. Like, but Drew, what do you think about this fight? Yeah, I agree with Paul because uh, this is one of those fights where like I love Jamal Hill. I think he's the closest to like an actual like legit street fighter in yeah. the UFC that there that 
that you could possibly have. And he, and he even said he, he started on the streets. He started fighting in the streets. He kept knocking dudes out. So he was yeah. like, Hey, let's see where I can go with this. So, uh, I love that outlook. And it's so like out of the realm of like MMA now. Cause it, you have to know like three different styles now pretty much to be decent in today's uh, fight game. But I just love how he's just like, I'm a brawler and I can hit you and I can put you to sleep. Yeah. But uh, I do respect Glover and everything he's gone through, though, too. Uh, my heart says Jamal Hill is going to knock him out. Uh, my brain says uh, he's going to tag him. Glover comes back and submits him like he does in almost every single fight. But I'm going <laughs> to go with my heart and say, which is, a dumb, which is a dumb pick. But I think Jamal Hill KOs him and becomes the champ. Yeah. And then who doesn't want to see Jamal Hill versus uh, Yuri? I think that fight would be a banger. Yeah, I agree That'd with be you. One of I, the best, yeah, in lightweight history, uh, light heavyweight history. I think I agree with you, man. I like to see that Let's too. Get it. Uh, I'm, with that. I, I'm on the opposite end here. I got old man Glover winning, bro. I, exactly I how you said it. it. The only reason is this: if you guys remember, Jamal Hill's 11 and one. You guys remember his only loss, right? Paul Craig. Yeah. Paul Craig. Paul Craig. He yeah. should have won by submission. He basically broke his arm. Remember, his arm came out the socket, which was yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy submission. Which is even crazier that Jamal Hill didn't tap. Like it was crazy. Like yeah. I remember, that. I I became a Jamal Hill fan on that loss. Like you rarely yeah. become a fan of a fighter on a loss, but like that that made me a fan of him. I've been watching him ever since. Since that loss, he is three and zero with three knockouts. Two of them in the first round. He's a very fast guy. He has four knockouts in the first round in the UFC. He's he just he comes in and he goes. Like, the thing is, like, he doesn't go for the knockout either. He just naturally does it. And these dummies just, like, they open up to him. And he just hits him, like, <laughs> and he knocks him out. It's like, dude. And, and like you said, Drew, Glover is old. And Glover is one of them guys that comes in and leaves his face open a lot to get you in the submission. And I yeah. feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. I feel like Jamal Hill is going to swing and hit him. And Glover's going to be Glover. You're going to get him on yeah. the back and you're going to choke. Cause once you get on Glover, look at Jan. You just don't get up, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think Hill hasn't been tested on the ground since that Craig fight. He's just knocked everybody yeah. out. And I feel like Glover fighting at home, I think it's huge for him. I think it is going to be the difference maker in this fight. That crowd is going to be so loud for that guy that I think it's going to get into Jamal Hill's head a little bit. I think he's going to feel a lot of pressure. And then he's going to feel the pressure coming at him from Glover. It's, I feel like this might be fight of the night, to be honest with you guys. Could I, feel like, I feel like this could be either be fight of the night or, like you guys predicted, Jamal Hill can knock him out in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. But everybody's been waiting for that to happen against Glover, and it hasn't happened. It's like yeah. this guy is just – he's like the Tom Brady of the UFC. He just keeps going. But maybe he's going to fall off the cliff here at home. Maybe, maybe him being at home is going to be too much of like – an upper in the first round that he's going to just lose all his energy. That could happen yeah. as well. Um, I got I got Glover by submission in round three. I Ooh. like the odds at plus two thousand. I think the odds are great. Uh, that's what I'm rolling with. Uh, he's on an eight fight win streak before he lost to Jerry, and I, I think I yeah. bet against him in every one of those fights. <laughs> <laughs> I really think I did. Like since the John Jones loss, I think I bet against like him every fight. Man, it's like. All right, we're going to bet him. I bet against him against a Yuri, and I was like, man, this guy is really going to kill my bet again. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, my, my X factor for this fight is simply going to be how close does Jamal Hill allow Glover to get to him? That jab, that, that straight, um, yeah. that, that takedown defense. Because Jamal Hill's a long guy. So how good did he work on his takedown defense? If he worked on his takedown defense and it's a stand-up fight, Glover's going to get his ass whooped. Like, he's going to come out of there looking like he just fought Cheeto Vera. I mean, that can mm-hmm. happen. So, Drew, what do you think the X factor is for this fight? I agree with you 100%. I think Jamal Hill needs to keep his distance. And also, if he tags him and Glover drops, do not jump on him. Exactly. ground and pound. Let him get back up, keep your distance, and just strike him from the outside. Because if you jump yeah. on him, he can, he can reverse you and then you're done. But um, yeah, it's true. I do believe after uh, Jamal Hill uh, starched um, uh, Johnny Walker, he did fight Tiago Santos, and they went deep into the rounds. Um, and he kind of showcased his uh, takedown defense a little bit in that fight. And he also um, showcased his cardio, too. He was definitely tired at the end, you could tell. 
But um, it was good for him, especially right before he goes into yeah, a title fight, yeah. to have a fight like that. So I think that's going to benefit him. But uh, I think that's going to be the difference. If he jumps on uh, Glover or if it gets to the ground at all, I think Teixeira takes it. I'm actually kind of shocked that uh, uh, Glover's uh, the underdog. Even though it's only a slight underdog, I'm still kind of shocked, especially it being in Brazil. Um, I thought Glover would be uh, – would be the favorite. Yeah. Like a slight I, I, I agree. I had a crazy stat here that I like to see, and I feel like this goes along with what we were saying. So, like, Jamal Hill's takedown defense is 66%, which is actually really good at that division. Yeah. But the thing that got my eye, which we were just talking about, the distance. He's 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 fought a lot. Of di- he lands 6.4 strikes per minute in the UFC. And Glover mm-hmm. absorbs 4.93. So I feel like... Jamal Hill is not a guy that you want to take them punches from, so I nah, I think no. they're they're gonna have counterintuitive. You know, Glover's gonna way to get close. So I feel like mm-hmm. it, like whoever wins that in the first round, and I know Jamal Hill, his coaches are phenomenal. Like if you ever watch any of his his videos on his YouTube where he has his coaches training them, they 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 really remind me of like John Jones's coaches. Like they literally like he's one of them fighters where he listens to his coaches, and yeah. he's good enough to be able to do both. Like, it's very hard to do in the UFC when you're getting kicked and punched in the face and got this guy running at you. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you with that X factor there. Uh, I respect him, too, because uh, I think, uh, talking about his coaches, too, I'm pretty sure he comes from a really small camp where, like, he's, like, the guy from yeah. his camp. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure yeah. I am right. And uh, I like fighters like that who stay true to their camp. Sure, like, eventually he might jump to another camp. But, like, even guys like Dustin Poirier, um, he's my favorite fighter, so I always talk about him. But uh, he's still loyal to his camp, even though he goes to the American Top Team. And uh, obviously, he um, uh, he'll bring out like Matt Brown and all the guys from American Top Team when he when he has those big fights. But he always goes back home and he always trains with uh, the the camp that he grew up in, just because he he wants to stay loyal. So I always respect guys like that. And you obviously need to uh, uh, train with other killers though too if you're going to get to that point. Um, but I like that right now because Jamal Hill is still young in the game. I like that he's still staying true and loyal to his camp. And maybe that's going to promote his camp to where other big fighters are going to eventually go. Because yep, uh, I think he fights out of Detroit, right? Yeah, I think that's where Detroit. he's from. He fights out of Detroit. He's from Chicago. Like he's from Chicago. He's out of Grand Rapids, which is a fight, honestly, a fight town. That's where Floyd Mayweather and James Tony came from. So it's a fight in town. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I like that. I think um, guys like uh, I think Cody Stamen, he he talked about uh, in another uh, interview, like fights out of there too. So there's a couple other fighters, but Jamal Hill for sure is, is the number one guy out of that camp right now. Yeah, I agree. I I, I like that as well. I mean, you don't got guys like uh, Colby Covington leaving his camp because he's an ale or Amanda Nunez leaving his camp. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a lot a lot of times uh, when you leave your camp, you usually lose that first fight. I think a lot of them have. Um, yeah. I, I feel like he's he's there though. So Paul, what what do you think about the rest of the fight? X Factor for the fight. I agree with what you guys are saying. Um, X Factor is definitely if Jamal can use his length, pop that jab, and hit Glover a whole lot, like land as much as he can. He's gonna break his face. Yeah. Uh, Jamal he packs a lot of power behind those punches, and he's explosive. So if he can, he, like you said, he kind of reminds me of a street fighter, and you can't count a street fighter out. Um, he's tough. Glover, like I said, I think he might age when he walks in there because he's going to look up and see his home. Like, oh, it's possible. I'm in yeah. Brazil fighting for his idol. This is new. It's crazy. Um, it's very <laughs> so, emotional. Like, he's going to be on a roller coaster. How, yeah, how he quick, might be like, yeah, what am what I'm I going to do? How quick is he going to fall down the top? Like, you know, because, like, you get that rush. It's like it's like a football yeah. locker room. Like, they were talking about Buffalo this week, and they're talking about, how crazy would the crowd go if they, they had Hamlin lead lead him out? But then yeah, oh, they were like, well, like that might not be good because they're gonna be like super like pumped up. They might like die off. You might not want that. Which is true. Like it stuff like that has happened in a while. Like look at the Eagles a lot of times when they have Dawkins and then they go, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yo, like and like as an athlete, you understand that. Like we understand that. It's true. Like yeah. and they're not on the sideline pounding rebels. So I mean I don't know. It could. I think that. I think that crowd will be a factor, whether it's good or bad. I, I think it will be. Now we got a couple other good fights on this fight card. Now I don't know about you guys, but I'm 
huge fan of this one we're talking about. We're talking a lot about Johnny Walker getting his, his ass knocked out. He's on this fight card. He's a, he's the opener of this fight card. Now, I'm a, I'm a fan of Johnny Walker. I, I think he's entertainment. I think the UFC did a bad job of promoting him. They tried to push him too much, and they gave him fights. He got into his head too quick, and then he got knocked he got out. Knocked and out. Then, he, <laughs> then he went on, like, some crazy, like, he would smoke massive amounts of weed, and he got crazy. <laughs> like, I remember they said they were treated. He thought people were trying to, like, Literally poisoned oh, him. It was yeah, like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, but his last, the last fight he was in, he got, he won the fight, and then they kicked him out of the hotel. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, they kicked him out. I, I, don't, understand let him back. I don't understand what happened there. I still don't it, know what happened. Like, I don't understand crazy. what happened. Who's coach? Somebody's coach kicked him out, wasn't the, it? Like the hotel, the the like event area told him like, yeah, I, back I don't understand room. that. And he's like, I dude, I don't happened. even have my shoes. He was out in the front of the parking lot getting a cab with no shoes or nothing in his trunks. Like, what the? Heck? I don't yeah. know what happened. But he's fighting. That's what I love about the UFC, though, is it's still, like, if you think about yeah. it, it's a newer sport. Yeah. If you really yeah. think about it, it's, what, 30 years in now. So it's yeah, like, like they still have these weird things that happen that shouldn't happen. Yeah. But that's what makes it so exciting, though. It's like, for instance, like the James Krause stuff and the gambling stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. you're gone. And now they're kicking random fighters out, too. Like, Jeff Molina's gone, too. It's like they're yeah. going through things that other sports went through, like, years ago. Exactly. But uh, it makes it exciting to see. And there's always these wild headlines, too. So, it makes it fun though, but to but to your point there, that was wild seeing that. Yeah, to see was. him walking uh, out in his, in his in his flight trunks. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they'll probably they'll probably interview him. They probably did interview him about it. I don't know. I gotta look it up. But I like Johnny yeah. Walker. He's ranked 12th in the light heavyweight division. He's fighting the number nine contender, Paul Craig. I love Paul Craig. He's yeah, one of my man. favorite fighters in the whole UFC. Like this dude is just uh, like a old school like. You need to throw him in like a Viking show. Like he's he's that type of dude. And these guys are complete opposite fighters. Paul Craig wants to take you to the ground and just make you die and choke you out. Johnny Walker wants to flash knockouts you. So this is yeah. another fight I think that's very entertaining. Uh I don't know what you guys think about this fight though. I think it's a like the UFC does a very good job of making the first fight on the pay-per-views good fights. Yeah. Uh now the yeah, odds of this fight. The odds for this fight actually kind of blew my mind here. I was actually a little shocked here. Um, I don't have the knockout or anything, but, like, the odds for this fight, I have them right here. Give me a sec. I have them right here. Now, the odds for the fight, we got we got Johnny Walker's the favorite at minus 170 and Paul Craig's the plus 145 here. Now, I don't know about you guys, but anytime we get a guy that's as talented on the ground against a striker like Johnny Walker as the underdog... I'm putting my money on Paul Craig on this fight. I don't know if he's going to submit him because it is a three-round fight. But in my opinion, I feel like Johnny Walker's type fighter that's going to try and get the knockout. So that might benefit yeah. Craig. So I, I don't know about you, Drew, but what do you think? It's kind of the same thing with Jamal Hill versus Glover where it's exactly. like I can see Johnny Walker tagging Craig easily just because yeah. he's too flashy and he's he's got these explosive moves. But if he drops him and then jumps on him, like all these other guys have been doing to Paul Craig, he's going to submit him. He's going to turn around and submit him. He wants you to jump on him because he's so good with his jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that, uh, so good. That uh, I could easily see, to your point, Bobby, I could see Craig pulling up the so-called upset. I think it's a very even match. It just depends on how they fight. If Walker's smart, which he's kind of proven and he uses his athleticism to pretty much get him by. Although I do love him. And when he first came on the scene, I thought Walker was going to be like the next big thing. Yeah. And he was a hype train that definitely derailed real quick. Well, but yeah. um, He shouldn't have done that. I still got Johnny Walker kick. winning. Yeah, kind of like, like remember he like broke his arm. What did he, arm or whatever? He like broke his shoulder, and then it was kind of like I I don't know if he was able to throw like anymore. I mean I don't know. Yeah. I like, I'm yeah. taking I'm taking Paul Craig here because I'm biased, but I think. I think overall, like, Walker, if he comes into his own, he's scary. He's a scary guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is scary. He, he He's so explosive. Like, he is. Um, is he going to have the mohawk? Like, if he has the mohawk, he's winning the fight. Like, if he comes <laughs> out with that mohawk, like, and he goes, like, Sean O'Malley and makes it, like, blue and green. I mean, green and yellow. Oh, I mean, like, it might, it might be a fight. What do you got for this fight, Paul? 
I got Paul Craig by uh, submission. Yeah. And it's it's because of Johnny Walker's luck lately. He's been it's a bigger fight than what he's seeing now. So plus he's in his hometown. So I'm taking I'm rolling with Paul Craig on this one by submission. Yeah. Now now not only do we start with the Brazilian, we got another Brazilian fighting. We got uh Lauren Murphy versus Andrade. Now this fight right here, minus four fifty for Andrade. I mean, I think that's a lock. I think that's the only lock of the fight card. I mean, I think people are sleeping on Murphy. Murphy's a very well-rounded fighter, but Andrade breaks people's arms in and this she, division. She, that's a strong check, man. So, I mean, do you guys think – what do you think chick. about yeah, this fight? Her six-pack is very defined. I mean, she's definitely <laughs> probably a dude, but I mean – I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. You know, I, you yo, got yo, I, I, every time I watch her fight, I just remember her picking up Rose – and just slamming her. And I was like, wow. Like, that's a strong woman. Like, and she's strong tiny. She's not that big. But it was like, damn. Like, all right. I, th- I feel like she can fight, too. Like, she can wrestle and all, too. So, it's like, she got, she got like, both. It's like, I don't know. So, Drew, what do you think about for this fight? You going with the minus 450 favorite? Or we got a dog here in Lauren Murphy. So, before I get in this fight, I'm going against the green uh, with you guys on Paul Craig and Johnny Walker. I got Johnny Walker by TKO. Um, I just think he gets it done um, if he's smart about it, obviously. Yeah. But, anyways, getting into Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. I was never high on Lauren Murphy. I th- I respect her. I think she went on her magic run when she w- went all the way up and somehow got to Valentina Shevchenko. But she is good. She, she can take a shot, and she's got great. Great wrestling, but her striking kind of stinks. Yes, Jessica Andrade has been around forever, and she's always been good. She's always at the top. She never falls. And if she does fall, well, obviously she does fall, but uh, it's only to the champions or yeah. someone that's about to fight for the championship. But she's always top five, I feel like, or around top five. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her ranking is now. She's, I guess she's, she's six. But, um, Different weight classes. I got her running. She switched weight classes. I got her running. Yeah, yeah, I got her running through Lauren Murphy, and um, she's fought the who's who in the women's in two divisions now too. I think she, she fights at a, a flyweight, and I believe it's a strawweight too. Yeah. Um, but uh, she fights in two different weight classes. She she's one of those people too that I like because she don't really talk, but they she just proves herself in all the fights she's been in. The Amanda Lemos girl who's about to fight um, either for a title or number one contender uh, yeah. spot. She. She was the uh, hype train coming in, and Andrade did like a standing like choke on her, her. took that her out. I was unbelievable like, Dang, crazy! Yeah, that was one of the best submissions. So Andrade is a, is a beast. I, I got her uh, running yeah. through Lauren. So we Murphy. finally agree on a fight. We finally agree on a fight. <laughs> uh, now the next fight, we got we got a good fight. I think it's another Brazilian fight. We got Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny. Neil Magny's a dog at plus three hundred. Burns is minus three eighty five. Now I have no problem. With Burns being the favorite here, but I think he's getting yeah. a little bit too much love here after that Hamza fight. They're giving a little disrespect to, to Neil Magny here. Neil, Neil Magny's he's a tough fight. He's one of them guys that will jump on you and submit you. This and that. I mean, I, I think Burns wins the fight, but it's a three round fight. I don't know like if he's going to knock him out. I feel like it's going to be a decision by Burns here, just because I feel like. Burns like is is coming off of that that Hamza fight. Even though he lost, it was kind of like a win for him. You know, so yeah. I feel like if he wins this fight, he's right back there, and the t- he might get a title shot again, possibly. Like he's right there. Where Neil Magny's kind of like, in my opinion, he's gonna be one of those guys that is gonna be like a stepping stone for a guy to get a title, but he's never gonna get one. You know, I like Neil Magny though. He's always he's always one of those guys that fights good. What about what do you think about here, Paul? You like you like Gilbert or you like Magny? Tough fight. Two guys are gonna go at it. And I'm, I'm but I'm rolling with you on this one. I'm gonna say Gilbert Burns is gonna win. I think he's seen what he, what he can do against you know the top top guys, and uh, he took on Kamza and, and beat and really gave him a fight like nobody ever had. Um, I think Gilbert's gonna win. It's probably he's probably gonna grind out a five round decision like he did against uh, Wonder Boy, which again I picked Wonder Boy in that fight. So. I'm, I don't want to pick against him no more, so I'm going to roll with uh, Burns in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the difference is here, like, Magny, can, he's, a, he's a ground guy. Like, he can take you on the ground and fight you on the ground. I just think, like, it's a bad matchup for him because Burns is so much bigger than him. I feel like he's just going to bully him. What do yeah. you think, Drew? Well, talking about Magny, he's one of those fighters. He's so 
he's awesome for the welterweight division just because he's one of those guys that he's proven that hard work does pay off. He's one of those guys you look at him, you're like, all right, this you can't do nothing. But yeah. he's beaten some of the who's who's in the welterweight division, and you can tell it's all because of hard work. And other fighters have said the same thing too. We're like, this dude is always in the gym and he's oh. always working and improving, which I love about him. Saying that though, he's one of those guys that I agree with you guys. I don't think he's ever going to sniff like a title shot. I think he's going to always get close. I won't call him a gatekeeper, but I think he's, he's always going to float around. Like he's ranked 12 right now. I think he's always going to float around like eight through 15, but um, he's that good, but he's just not good enough. I feel like, so I got Burns winning. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he clips him. Yeah, man. Um, but I think the safe bet is by decision since it's a three-round fight. Yeah. Well, hopefully he knocks him out so, like, all the fights can go to finish. I mean, it's only happened yeah. one time in the last 30 years. So I could see this fight this fight card going that way as well. So, I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm rooting for Burns, especially after that, that show he put on against Hamzat. Uh, yeah. A lot of people didn't think, all right, this guy's not going to be able to fight a striker that's taller than him. Magni's mm-hmm. taller than him as well, so it's like, all right, can he can he beat a grappler that's taller than him? Yeah, I feel like it's a good fight for 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 Burns to show off. He's uh he's real again. I'm I'm a fan of Burns. He's a little pit bull out there. Like dude's just a he's a scary guy too. I mean, he is he is. Uh, I want to talk about a couple more fights on the undercard. The main one I want to talk about is Shogun. Shogun's having his fight in Brazil. It's his final fight of his career. He's done. Yeah, he fight Ehor Pateria. Shogun's the dog in this fight. Do you guys think there's any way he can go out like Ray Lewis and be on top and leave? <laughs> a farewell against a former champion in Brazil. If he grinds out a, a three-round fight, he wins. I'm All saying right. it right now. They're going to give it to him. I think it isn't it a five-round fight because it's the prelim main event. I, th- I think it's a five-round fight. It is the main, yeah. So, yeah, five-round fight. Even I don't know if Shogun can go five the, uh, rounds. <laughs> the Shogun fight? That's... Shogun, Shogun fights could be three rounds. Is I, it? I, I, I told you. It's well, a no, no, a fight. lot of times they put them yeah. prelims. So I was five... looking at it now, like, oh, it's Yeah, but rounds. sometimes they put them prelims at five rounds on, on them fights. Nah, fight. just um, main, main event of uh, every card is five round, and then if it's a championship fight. So, like, for instance, Figgy versus Moreno, even though it's co-main. That's going to be a five-rounder. No, no, I know because it's a pay-per-view. I know, like, the last couple fights yeah, yeah, that yeah. they had on prelims were five rounds. So, I, I don't know. I, I well, think no, you're, I, I think, think right. it's just, uh, like, the ESPN Plus cards, the main fight in those cards, though, are always five rounds as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I don't know. For I me, though. Oh, man. Good luck. I mean, like, this dude should have retired 35 years ago. This dude was like, do you guys remember? Let him get a gift. Like, his last fight that he came out, now we were just like, I forget who he fought. He fought another old head. And we're like, why is this guy fighting? He looks terrible. Yeah. Like, he, he looked exhausted. He looked like he. He was just gray. Like, he shaved his beard and he was still gray. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, dude, like, I mean, he's a, Shogun, he's a legend. Shogun back in the day was a beast. If you watch him, really, yeah. like, Pride and even yeah. early UFC days, he was unbelievable. But he is way past his time. He yeah, should have retired yeah. probably six or seven fights ago. That's how bad it's been. <laughs> yeah. And they're giving him a young, hungry dude. Uh, I, I have him losing. Uh, unless if it's – these are one of those fights where it's like, if he wins, you might think the UFC might be fixed a little bit. But uh, I think it, it's going to be fixed. I don't think so because this guy is young. This is a young, younger guy he's fighting who's Eeyore. He, he's coming off a loss, though. He is coming off yeah. of a loss, though. I mean, I don't know. But, like, this guy wins most of his. He wins, like, 45 or 55% of his fights by knockout. So, I mm. mean, I, I, I could see him uh, – Putting Shogun night night real quick. I would hate to see it. Uh, I, I'm not rooting for that. I'm rooting for a decision loss. Let him go out, you know, sad but not so sad. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see any any way he wins this fight though. But uh, I, I think it'll be cool to see if he doesn't get finished. Even if he loses, he's gonna get interviewed to see him in in that arena in Brazil getting interviewed. I think that'd be pretty cool to see that happen for him because he's a great fighter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we got a, we got another fight on here. You're talking about uh, training partner. 
well, not really a training partner, but he trains in the same gym as uh, Jamal Hill. We got Cody Stamen on the card. He's one of them guys I like too. He's one of them guys that comes out and he he puts on a show every fight he's in. Uh, he's on the undercard. He's fighting Luan Lacerda. I don't know who that guy is, but uh, Stamen's the favorite at minus three forty. We got Terrence McKinney. Now I, I want Terrence McKinney to win because he's been calling out Patty. And I want him to fight Patty because I think he will whoop Patty's ass. So hopefully Terrence McKinney wins. Uh, but, Drew, you got any T-Rex. other fights you want to talk about T-Rex. on the card? I hate Patty. <laughs> T-Rex, let's go. You got any other fights you want to talk about on this card, Drew? Well, have you guys seen McKinney fight? That dude is yeah. a beast. Yeah, that's why animal. He's really right, Drew. T-Rex is he's right through everybody. Yeah, he's super aggressive. Everybody except for Drew Dober, who I'm high on too. I love, yeah. love Drew Dober. He just has a brick chin. So McKinney hit him with like three flying knees to the chin, couldn't knock him out, and then he just got tuckered out, and that's the reason why he lost. But uh, I see McKinney just, even though these um, these Bonfina, there's two of the Bonfines are fighting on this card. They're from uh, Dana White's Contender Series. They're both real good, but. Uh, I just don't think they're at McKinney's level. Uh, the Ishmael uh, guy, he's fighting. I think McKinney just runs through him like he's been running through everybody yeah. besides Drew Dober. So I see him winning. Another fight I wanted to talk about real quick is um, this Jalton Al- Almeida guy. He fights at light heavyweight and heavyweight, but he's been recently fighting at heavyweight because he's just been tackling pretty much every heavyweight and then subbing him real quick. Dude, he's a 975 favorite, minus 975. Oh. Paul, and I think he kills guy? this dude. Have you seen this dude yet? He before? runs through him. This guy's Paul, who's my bold prediction for Jalton. Is he going to be top? He's not even ranked. He's going to be top five. Before, I ain't uh, playing no names. I is no, no, not the fat dude. Not the fat guy here. Not the like guy that looks like some like... Yeah, Shamil. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Jelton. He reminds Shahomil. me of... Um, who's, who's one of them old ass they just cut? UFC. He was like a Brazilian guy. I forget his name. Jack here. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. They just Jack cut him. Uh, nah, not Jack here. He does look like a young one. He... he I forget his name. Why can't I remember his name? I'm going to look it up. They just cut him. I just seen UFC cut him, and he was shocked. Uh, he look, kind of looks like him. Yeah. The guy. I'm, I'm going to show you after. I'll find it. Oh, Francisco Trinaldo. Yeah, yeah, Francisco Trinaldo. He looks like Francisco yeah. Trinaldo. He looks exactly like him. I swear it's his son. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's his son. Look at him. Yo, he's a beast, this guy. Like, uh, I, I like how he's one of them guys, like you said, Paul. I mean, Drew, he's a versatile guy that can go light yeah. heavyweight, heavyweight. I feel like he might be one of them guys that uh, down the road becomes a, a double champ, possibly. Like, I, I think he's that good. Look at some of his numbers he is, here. He's a beast. A screen Nobody talks about him that much either, too. 7.18 uh, he's takedown he's average. He has a, like, think about, like, per 15 minutes, he has seven takedowns in a fight. That's pretty crazy. But crazy. Then, then if you look at his strikes, he lands three and a half strikes, too. So it's like, dude's Whooping you, man. Like, whooping you. Yeah. Uh, I do like him. I mean, if you want to bet minus 900, though, good luck. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he is one of them guys that if you have a parlay, you add him into your parlay. It might make it a little 100%. bit better. That's usually what Same I'll bet. do. Extra cash. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it might not be a lot, but he's, he's going to knock out that guy that Paul doesn't want to say who he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo. That was fun. I love doing these UFC breakdowns. Drew, thanks for coming on with us. I love I love how you always post your, your picks on there. So I gotta start going with your picks because last year my picks were it was probably it was it was a bad year for me, like to be honest with you. I wasn't very good. Uh I was good on a lot of the main cards, but a lot of these other cards, like man, like two years ago I hit every fight. Last year I was like I got on the other end of every bad judge call. And everyone, like, I had I had the opposite of oh, Peter Yan twice. Like, <laughs> Patty, I was on the other end of him. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like you said, UFC still new. I mean, it's only relatively been in, you know, mainstream media and TVs for 15 years now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty baby, though. So, Drew, when we do our next one, we'll be going on about probably next month. Because we got we got we got the the uh, <clears throat> UFC 284. We love to have yeah. you back on for that. Break that down. But before yeah. we get out, of you guys got anything else you want to talk about with this fight? No, nope. nope. It's gonna be a fun card to watch. 
agree. Yeah, um, it's a fun card to watch. I hope hope a lot of fireworks. That's all I ask for. I think we will see that. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a real fun card. Uh, exciting. A lot of I think there's gonna be a lot of stoppages in this fight because there's a, there's a bunch of mismat- uh, mismatches. So I think there's yeah. gonna be a lot of stops. I'm sadly missing some of the card because uh, I'm going to like a uh, uh, rehearsal dinner for a wedding. But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love doing these the most out of any podcast. I love talking MMA. Anytime you do it and I can make it, I will for sure jump on. Mm-hmm. Same with Matt, too. But uh, he's got a new baby, so uh, yeah. it's going to be tough for him. Oh, but, yeah. um, I feel his pain. I feel his pain. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's tough. I, I don't even have a kid. I know it's tough. <laughs> Y'all have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, too. So I know. Oh, man. But, yo, Drew, thanks for coming on, man. It's fun. And, appreciate uh, you guys. We'll catch y'all later. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, go go, go with some money off our bets because that's what we do it for. Make your bets because, right. you know, like you see these Instagram posts, they'd be putting up some crazy stuff. I see people. I'm like, I don't even, mm. like, that's a terrible bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But good luck. We'll catch y'all later. Drew, thanks again. Paul, peace out. We'll see y'all later. See y'all later. See you guys. Peace.